Well, hello everybody. It's uh, Scott here. It's day four of Creative Pack. That's pretty cool. And um, first of all, I just want to make a couple of responses from yesterday, um, from yesterday's podcast, the House of Ken gig, where I talked about a gig and a film. First of all, Adam Yance, thank you very much for the comment. Indeed, Die Hard Two, best described by word. Nicely done there. Um, Jay uh, replied back, just talking about kind of drummers and acoustic in small venues and trying to get the sound and. He raised a couple of interesting points that people might be interested in talking about. He was really asking, you know, how to get the heavy, how to get a convincing heavy sound in a small place without really having to drive all the rig hard. Um, also, at the very end, and I know he does drum a little bit. He does drum sometimes. He's a good drummer. He he does kind of talk about the fact that a lot of drummers have this kind of, oh, I need to hit the kit hard to get the sound I want, which I think is interesting. And if uh, if there was a drummer who wanted to make some comment on that, I'd be really interested to hear a little bit more about how authentic they personally consider that situation to be or not. So I, th I think that's kind of, that, that, you know, it was nice to get some responses. So please, if you, if you comment on the, uh, on the, on the podcast posts on the blog, uh, podcast.scotthewitt.co.uk, I'll certainly acknowledge those, as many of them as I can. And, you know, it'll give me more ideas of things to talk about as well, which would be really cool. Um, today, what I was planning on doing, if I have a look um, in my org mode, org mode file, I'm I use org mode in Emacs, so I'm sure it comes to that. Um, today, what I was going to do was just have a just quickly kind of talk about um, one of the big problems I see in one of the industries I'm involved in. So the issue I wanted to talk about was the kind of emergence of the kind of current generation of mobile devices, so smartphones and the kind of tablet stuff. Now, inevitably, inevitably, especially in the tablet sphere, we're probably all thinking one person straight away. So obviously, everybody's thinking iPad. It's important to remember that Microsoft came out with tablets years ago and completely missed the point. Well, you know what I mean? They, they, it was a Windows interface which you use a stylus on, and it was just dreadful. I don't think anybody would ever have argued they were cool. You saw them in niche uses. Um, a niche use that you definitely saw a lot of tablet technology in, especially in its early form, was obviously the delivery stuff, UPS, where you could do an electronic signature. It's essentially tablet form factor, single-purpose device. Um, the smartphones, obviously, iPod started off, but now we've seen a lot of kind of Android devices. The Android devices are offering a better, a more competitive price point, mainly due to what many have called the Apple tax, which is just you want to buy a cool Apple product, you pay more for it, which as a commercial business, they're welcome to charge whatever they think they want to charge for it. And, you know, why would you charge less when you can sell it for the price you want for it? So hence you wouldn't. But the issue I wanted to talk about is that a lot of people are talking about the fact that the mobile devices are becoming computer replacements now there's two issues here first of all i buy that completely in terms of hardware substitution so your you know the smartphones today are well beyond are, are eclipsing what you could do with computers a decade ago and obviously they're just going to continue to get better there's more mobile devices being sold so there's more research and development going into this they're benefiting from a huge head start based on miniaturization obviously a lot of the miniaturization stuff but also the low power consumption work's already been done as well so it doesn't surprise me that some that we're now talking about Windows on ARM. That that isn't a surprise. You know, it's this is it's volume sales. The volume kind of sales platform is there. If you can run your desktop software on your mobile device processing, then that's it's fair enough to go there. So, my complaint about this isn't in the hardware sphere. I can see the hardware mobile form factor. Um, I'm a laptop user. I have been. Well, I'm trying to think. Oh, well, actually, it's kind of fun. The last PC that I would have bought new. Would pro was probably a one was a one point six Athlon, if I remember. If my memory serves me correctly, would have been one point six gigahertz Athlon. So that would have been a long time ago. Um, it would have actually probably had Red Hat eight installed on it as well. So that would show you how long ago, how long ago, and what kind of thing it was running at the time. That's an aside anyway. But I'm a laptop user. The tablet is a nice next step. I have an iPad. I think it's an awesome device. 
like it really is great. Um, but it's not a computer replacement. It's it's not a laptop replacement. And there's a reason for this. A couple of reasons for this. First of all, I think the iPad reinforces what I like to call word plateau. So you get lots of people who, as far as they're concerned, the computer is the thing they can do word processing on and browser-based internet activity. That's it. And you get people who do games. Now, for a lot of people, that is the that is the top point. Um, when I when when I say word plateau, perhaps office plateau, and then I won't get people telling me how they do spreadsheets as well. But that's like the kind of plateau point as to where people get with their computers. And your computer can do so much more than that. Now, you get to like kind of digital content creation as well. So you know, people who are podcasting, maybe recording music, doing um, you know, that sort of stuff. Maybe photo editing, all that kind of stuff. Okay, Th- there's device content being made, and you can certainly do that on the portable device as well. You know, there's photo editing available. You can um, Adobe have software available onto that GarageBand, well, there's portable GarageBand on the iPad as well. So that stuff, that stuff is there for content manipulation and content creation to an extent. But my concern is that. The mobile device platforms, iOS and the Android platforms, as we kind of experience them, Android not so much, but certainly the iOS platform, it it's impossible to develop for the platform. You can't develop for the platform on the platform, which means it's non it's a non-reoccurring platform. And I think I think we're gonna see some really really dangerous things come about. And I I see things like perhaps the when we get into the MacBooks with Apple, if I use Apple as an example, and here I'm just speculating entirely, so my apologies. But um I can see a situation where we might find that your Mac line, so a MacBook, will come with an iOS style interface, and your MacBook Pro will come with a more a more fuller full OS X version interface to it. And if that carries into the development tools, it's going to mean that if you want to write a piece of code to run on your hardware, your tablet device, you're going to need a Pro machine or Pro equivalent machine or certainly Pro equivalent software to do that. And that's where I have a massive concern because for me, the the thing that made computing exciting for me and interesting for me and has kind of sustained my interest in it is the fact that if you need it to do something, it's basically your ability is primary is nowadays is primarily the main problem, whether you can do it. And if you can't, you can always, if you want to, employ somebody else to do the thing for you. Or thanks to the beauty of the open source world, quite often you can find a couple of people with a shared interest, and between you start to develop a solution and gradually pull in more people who are willing to volunteer time in exchange for the ability to to do this thing. So I think that's an interesting, that's a really, for me, that's a really key interesting point is that I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to start flooding the computing. The computing world is going to become flooded with devices that are only capable of doing the office plateau stuff. And then beyond that, you're going to start to look for a more specialist machine. Now, I think this is happening because of a, a divergence which has occurred. Because traditionally, under the Microsoft environment, Microsoft understood developer the, the importance of developers, I think. The only thing they understood was the importance of business. And they realized that while business was always going to run Office, it was always going to run other stuff as well. And that was that was what Microsoft kind of did. And they supported developers building custom applications, which you ran on top of that. I've been involved in some of that kind of, some of that, some of that kind of work, you see. Now, the problem you get with Apple and Google is it they're they're now these devices are now cloud orientated, they're cloud orientated, but also the, the the business case is kind of shifted as well. Google aren't really interested in selling you software. They're not really interested in supporting an ecosystem for developers to write stuff to sell you software. What they're interested in is kind of capturing your online participation in terms of advertising revenue. So they want you to search through them. They want to be able to throw you up an advert at the top of Gmail. That, that's what they want to do. That's their business model. So it kind of makes sense that all they're really interested in doing is providing 
is providing a you know something which will get you online so you can use their services. Um, hence, we see say an Android development, and we get Android at the moment they're all defaulted, and they tend to all go to Google. That's what they do. And um, the new Amazon Kindle, which has been rumored, is an Android device. It's skinned so everything defaults to Amazon with the exception of the search. The search takes you to to Google. Everything else searches for the Amazon store. So it's the Amazon App Store. It's if you go for books, you're on the Amazon Kindle bookstore. That kind of stuff is all those kind of things. But that's you know that that Amazon product incidentally is is rumored. Is rumored. I should really say it is rumored. But you know that that's the kind of expectation that people have of that. Now. The other issue that I, I think is probably worth raising to people that they may not, a lot of people may or may not be aware of is that these issues have actually came up before in what was known as trusted computing. Now, trusted computing was this, was this idea that you would provide a way of guaranteeing the code running on a machine was what you wanted to be running on the machine, which sounds like a great idea. The idea was that you would have a trusted computing module. It would be built onto the motherboard, a physical thing that was there, and it would authenticate all the code that was going to run through it. And that would have been a that was a great panacea for say Department of Defense if you're in a big enterprise situation and you want absolute lockdown control over your computing. It's a great idea. The problem though is that it was very apparent that this technology could be turned to other things such as digital rights management. It uniquely I would it would uniquely identify every machine, so you'd be able to see that. It would prevent you from doing necessary kind of spoofing or hacking of things you know if you're on a, a website where it only works if you're using a particular browser version then being able to spoof the browser version so the site works is kind of helpful whereas you know and with that kind of thing you couldn't do that so this this trusted computing problem was a real a, a real big issue all the way along the line the massive concern and this was really kind of headlined by richard uh, richard stallman rms um, and he referred to it as treacherous computing was the fact that if you're going to say if you're going to say this can only run if I can say it runs, then you need a kind of location where people decide what can be run. And obviously, as the advocate of the kind of GNU open source kind of world, they they were concerned that that would see competitors locking people out. So essentially, you would have a situation where Microsoft would would have been in a in a in a place to say actually you can't run this code on this because we don't we don't believe you should trust it. The the kind of final nail in the coffin of all was when people realized that the, the vendor lock-in would become absolute. So you buy an application, you run the application, it has an internal database. The internal database is authentic through trusted computing or whatever. There's a problem with the application. You cease to be supported on the application. The vendor goes bust or whatever had happened there. You may never be able to get that information ever out of that application if, if some fault occurs or it becomes you know incompatible for whatever reason because you would need to go through the authentication and the authentication was built into the very bottom level so of what that was kind of that was kind of interesting so it's funny how trusted I, I think if you were to go around and ask people very few people will have a positive thing to say about trusted computing with the exception of kind of high up high up kind of enterprise security who need who, who needed that kind of thing with the advocates behind it really and these kind of mobile devices are really trusted computing almost delivered in its entirety. I'm saying the the lockdown in terms of iOS, basically, if Apple don't approve of the application, you've got to become a developer if you want to run it, is essentially what was aimed for in the trusted computing stuff. And I, I think that's, you know, for me, that's a concern. And, and it's a concern as to what the future of computing could be, because I think... It's kind of fun to show people programming. I don't know if you've ever done it. If you program, it's always fun to show a, no, a non-programmer a bit of programming because it's you pick the right example, which is simplistic and offers them what they want to do, and you can show them very quickly how easy it is to make the computer do anything they want it to do, and they don't really have to be concerned about application anymore. It's you know 
they can code it instead. So, so there's some thoughts. Anyway, that's some thoughts on a mobile device or computer woe, as I was going to call it. Um, I had a little tagline, mobile is the future, but what kind of future is it? Which I think is a fair kind of statement. And um, I'd be w really interested in your comments or any sort of thoughts about it you've got. And I'd be, you know, if you make something, I'll make a response to them. Otherwise, that's me done for today. I'll be uh, back tomorrow. Um, so that's uh, creative pack number four, done and dusted. Bye.